It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. CB-19 mayhem and climate chaos. What aren't we being told about both? What are the greatest and most immediate threats we collectively face? Stay tuned. The 4th of July holiday is here, the day that we're told we should blindly and unquestioningly affirm and demonstrate our patriotism. Later in this program, what Mark Twain had to say on the subject of patriotism. In regard to the ever-metastasizing CB-19 scenario, many are unjustly giving the benefit of the doubt to the medical-industrial complex and the global controllers. Many are trying to convince themselves that the long and growing list of adverse CB-19 vax reactions and mortalities are just the result of big pharma being rushed to produce what the controllers would like us all to believe is a miracle cure in too short a time, i.e. the warp speed vaccination programs. Just good intentions gone wrong, many claim. Really, is that all that it's taking place? Does such a conclusion fit with what we know to be the agenda of the global controllers? Agendas like their stated goal to radically reduce global populations. I'm not offering conclusions. Rather, I'm posing a question while encouraging deep contemplation in regard to correctly connecting the pieces of the puzzle. Time is not on our side. More on that subject later in this broadcast. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. This is the bad news broadcast, and it's getting worse by the day. But this information is necessary to know, understand, and face if we're to have any chance of changing course. On the wider horizon, historically unprecedented, extreme, and deadly weather chaos is wreaking havoc on populations all over the world, from record drought to record heat, record wildfires, and record deluge. Are all these just random events, just random acts of nature? Last week, British Columbia, Canada hit 121.5 degrees. That's substantially warmer, about four degrees warmer, than the historical all-time high of Las Vegas, Nevada, in the middle of the southwestern desert. We're told an extremely anomalous atmospheric dome of high pressure was and is to blame. Question, are global climate intervention operations just a proposal or an ongoing and increasingly devastating reality? Western North America is being dried to oblivion. The template is being set for more epic incinerations. Climate engineering is core to the equation. Search and view this video report title to learn much more than most want to know. Wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. This is one of our most important reports from geoengineeringwatch.org. Again, the title is Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Thankfully, more and more are finally noticing the filthy, non-blue skies that have all too often become the norm. Even when the blatant, visible aerosol operations don't appear to be going on, skies are typically silvery white at best. If you look to the wider horizon, there is a haze in the air that radically changes the hue of our once blue skies. Often what appears to be a plasma is visible in the sky. If you have polarized glasses, for example, that becomes much more visible. Though countless human activities continue to decimate the planet, there is much more to the climate chaos than we're being told. Much more. Stay tuned. First, let's cover some breaking frontline reports. 
Let's start with this from multiple major sources. Spread of Delta coronavirus variant prompts new social distancing and travel restrictions worldwide. No surprise. Next headline. U.S. coronavirus. The Delta variant has now been detected in all 50 states and Washington, D.C. That's from CNN. Next headline from CBS News. Parts of the U.S. could see, quote, very dense outbreaks, end quote, as Delta COVID-19 variant spreads. And this headline, also from last week, what parents need to know about children and the Delta variant. The same CV-19 protocols being pushed by the same power structure puppets, starting with Anthony Fauci. From the very start of the CV-19 scenario, geoengineeringwatch.org stated on the record it would not end. Our former reality was over and not coming back. The unfolding abrupt collapse of Earth's life support systems is the bottom line factor in this entire equation. Covert climate intervention operations further fueling biosphere collapse. The CV-19 scenario is the controller response to that collapse. Next headline, calls rise for FDA to fully approve COVID-19 vaccines. That's from thehill.com. Next headline, some children noticing vaxxed parents have memory problems. That's from multiple sources. Next headline, COVID-19 censorship, trusted news initiative to decide the facts. And that's the name of the initiative, the trusted news initiative. And that title of total deception should be dumped in the same pile with the so-called Patriot Act or the Operation Enduring Freedom in Iraq or Operation Iraqi Freedom, all titles that had the exact opposite ultimate agenda. About the so-called trusted news initiative, since time immemorial, those with power have used it to control those without. In the modern world, big government and big tech represents the seats of power when it comes to who is allowed to say what. Of course, many think that, quote, private companies can regulate speech in any way they see fit. But from either an ethical or legal point of view, this is false. The argument from the social benefits of free speech works equally for posting YouTube videos and handing out flyers on a corner. Legally, the Supreme Court has long held when a private company creates something that functions as a public square, the First Amendment comes into play. Back in April of 2020, it was already clear that the then-existing online sociopolitical censorship was going to expand into the world of science, medicine, and academia in the new COVID-19 era. On April 1st of that year, early in the pandemic, foreign policy took a look at these questions in a piece titled, Coronavirus Has Started a Censorship Pandemic. Indeed, that's what's happened. The efforts now underway to completely suppress positive data associated with early onset treatment prospects, for example, or the squelching of any discussion of vaccine safety issues is completely unacceptable in a civilized world. Those perpetuating such offenses are, in fact, on the wrong side of history. Continuing with this report, the Trusted News Initiative partners include AP, AFP, that's American Free Press, BBC, CBC Radio, that's Canada, European Broadcasting Union, Facebook, Financial Times, First Draft, Google and YouTube, of course, Microsoft, Reuters, and the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, and Twitter, and the Washington Post. Tim Davey, Director General at BBC, stated, 2020 has been a year like no other. We have seen the rapid spread of harmful disinformation and a growing number of conspiracy theories online. What does that mean, Tim? It means anything that doesn't agree with the official narrative, with the official propaganda. 
for those that don't yet know it or understand it, the police state world is unfolding from every direction. On that note, same theme. From last week, head of Australian TGA, that's the Therapeutic Goods Administration, which amounts to the U.S. FDA, Brendan Murphy tells Parliament to keep quiet about vaccine effects. Imagine that. Next headline, Canadian surgeon fired for voicing safety concerns over COVID injections for children. Next headline, thousands of flights canceled as vaccinated pilots fall ill or die. That's just a headline report from major sources. I'm not giving a conclusion. I'll leave that up to the listener. But let's continue with this. At British Airways, at least four pilots have died this week. But the British Airways firm wants you to know that the death of the pilots is totally unrelated to their recently having been vaccinated with the CV-19 vaccination. How do we know that to be true? Because they, British Airways, say so. Reuters and Fact-checkers, so-called fact-checkers, are working hard to dispel any rumors that the pilots could have died from their COVID-19 vaccines. Wow, that makes me feel so much better. More headlines, same theme. For the record, these statistics, the latest CDC VAERS data, that's Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System, the VAERS data shows reported injuries surpass 11,000 in ages, that's just from ages 12 to 17 following COVID vaccines. Here's the overall statistics from VAERS. And these statistics are for the period between December 14, 2020 and June 18, 2021. They reveal a current total between that bracket of time of 387,087 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccines, including 6,113 deaths and 31,240 serious injuries. Again, total adverse reactions, it's recorded, and that's felt to be statistically a small fraction of the actual total, 387,000 plus. Next headline, same theme. CDC, teens vaccinated with Pfizer or Moderna at higher risk of heart inflammation now being admitted to. Let's continue with this theme. Teen athlete who recovered from COVID facing, quote, very different future, end quote, after second dose of Pfizer vaccine triggers myocarditis. What a tragedy. Next headline. CDC and FDA prepare mass distribution of Merck and Sanofi 6-in-1 vaccine for kids, turning a blind eye to safety signals. That's from Children's Health Defense. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a part of that group. Next headline from military.com. DOD, that's Department of Defense, confirms heart inflammation cases linked to COVID-19 vaccines. From that report, a new study of U.S. service members found higher than expected rates of heart inflammation following the receipt of COVID-19 vaccines. It's a finding Defense Department researchers say should call attention to the condition known as myocarditis as a potential side effect of the immunizations. The Food and Drug Administration last week added a warning to the documentation that accompanies the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. It's a little bit late now, isn't it? After so many hundreds of millions have received this injection. Now you're going to warn them. Another headline. Dr. Robert Malone interview, this is the inventor of the mRNA technology, censored for speaking out on vaccine risks. The horse's mouth, the inventor of this technology, censored about the technology. Again, the police state is here. Another headline. 
Norway says risk of dying from AstraZeneca COVID shield vaccine is higher than of COVID-19 itself. Multiple major sources simply giving you the headline you can investigate for yourself. That's the purpose of this broadcast. I'm not asking and have never asked anyone to believe anything I report on. What I'm asking you to do is investigate because looking the other way won't save us, won't change anything. It will simply perpetuate the path we're currently on, and that is a path that is hurling us toward near-term planetary omnicide and certainly human extinction. Given all that I've just covered, try to hack down this next headline. The Make-A-Wish Foundation says it won't help terminally ill kids unless their entire family is vaccinated. And this headline on a similar vein from last week, three of the largest Massachusetts hospital systems are requiring employees to get COVID-9 vaccine. Again, I pose this question. Is it rational to believe that the global controllers, who have long since stated on the record that human populations need to be radically reduced, are actually interested in preserving the health and welfare of global populations so that they can continue unrestrained resource consumption and proliferation? Does such a conclusion make any rational sense at all? Biosphere collapse is the foundational factor driving it all. Geoengineering operations are further fueling this collapse. On that note, this headline, Canada weather, dozens dead as heat wave shatters records. From that headline, the heat over western parts of Canada and the U.S. has been caused by a dome of static, high-pressure, hot air stretching from California to the Arctic territories. In the Vancouver region alone, heat is believed to have been a contributing factor in the unexpected deaths of 65 people since Friday. That's in one region alone. The number of heat-related fatalities is likely to rise, as some areas say they have responded to sudden death incidents but have yet to collate the numbers. Again, there is a manipulation of numbers here, just as there has been with CV-19, and it is done to lessen the potential for panic in the populations. It is done to serve the agenda of those who control the narrative. It always is, and it always will be, so long as they're in power. Next headline. Breaking footage shows homes and buildings up in flames as wildfire races through Lighton. That's in Canada. That's in B.C., Canada, where these extraordinary temperatures were recorded. And I'll get to those temperatures in a moment. The mayor of Leighton says fire came up in minutes and is sweeping through the community. The fire started so fast there was no time to do anything. A number of places on Main Street are on fire, end quote. On June 29th, Leighton recorded a temperature of 49.6 degrees, the hottest temperature. That's centigrade, by the way. That's 121.5 degrees Fahrenheit. I need to clarify that. 49.6 C, 121.5 degrees Fahrenheit in British Columbia, Canada. It was the third day in a row that that community broke the record for the hottest temperature ever seen in Canada. Went from 116 to 117.5 to 121.5. Four degrees hotter than the hottest temperature ever recorded in Las Vegas, Nevada. Think about that. And as far as the dome of high pressure, how long has geoengineeringwatch.org tried to bring that to light? An ionosphere heater-induced dome of high pressure. And that's exactly what's occurring. The high-pressure domes also block any incoming precipitation. The climate engineers control the spigot. They decide where it will rain, how much it will rain, and how toxic that rain will be. 
But on this note, the lack of water in the U.S. West, this headline from last week, why water levels in mega drought impacted southwestern states have some experts concerned. They're just concerned. They're just concerned that tens of millions of people are soon going to have no water at all. They can't grow food. Climate engineering is raging in our skies, which they won't admit to. And these so-called experts are just concerned. We live in an asylum. Next headline. Destructive storm hits Moscow after record heat. This is commonly the case. The weather whiplash scenario, high pressure heat dome, heat records, and then suddenly a weather whiplash switch to the opposite extreme. And that's what's happening with the moisture is chemically nucleated to cool down the surface. Another headline last week. Record heat on the East Coast. West Coast record heat, East Coast, and cool in parts of the South. The East Coast has since been cooled down with incoming moisture. The East Coast, again, for the last nine years running, is the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world. That's not nature. It's climate engineering. Another headline, record drought across western U.S. plagues cattle industry. Of course, if there's no water, nothing grows, cows have nothing to eat. Simple to connect that dot. This headline, an unfinished wall. Trump says Biden is, quote, destroying U.S., I brought this up for this reason. This type of headline is carefully crafted to create maximum division amongst Americans. But about the so-called migrants, they are in most cases refugees. They're trying to survive on a dying planet. Climate intervention operations over Mexico, Central America, and South America are further fueling an already advanced climate collapse scenario. Food crops are collapsing, just as they are in locations all around the world. Another headline last week, giant hailstone in Texas sets record as state's biggest. Chemical ice nucleation creating massive hail destruction, starting the ice nucleating process far sooner than it should and at temperatures far higher than it should start. Climate engineering operations. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Let's branch out a bit on some headlines that need to be mentioned. John McAfee's widow speaks out, says his last words to her prove he was not suicidal. Related headlines, Snowden, Edward Snowden says after McAfee's death by suicide that Assange could be next. Anybody that the power structure wants to eliminate seems to end up with this sort of demise. So about the controllers and about the 4th of July, let's not forget that our country is controlled by those who print the money. That's the fact of the matter. With that in mind, this headline from last week, the U.S. again bombs nations on the other side of the world in the name of, quote, self-defense. Another headline, same subject, Biden orders series of airstrikes along Syria-Iraqi border. Another headline, U.S. Secretary of State says U.S. airstrikes on Iraq and Syria send, quote, clear message to Iran-backed militias, or whoever they say is Iran-backed militia. The strikes were condemned by the Iraqi government as a blatant and unacceptable violation of Iraqi sovereignty, but were defended, not surprisingly, by U.S. officials last week. This headline also related geopolitics, profit, and poppies, how the CIA turned Afghanistan into a failed narco state. These recent reports are the tip of the proverbial iceberg, and I fully realize that such headlines are not very 4th of July-ish. So many inconvenient truths. Again, these last headlines don't even scratch the surface. Last week, Mike Pompeo stated the following in a conversation with Glenn Beck. Quote, schools need to teach the greatness of America, end quote. Mr. Pompeo, what's your definition of greatness? 
a massive and completely out of control military machine that's not only participating in weather warfare operations over their own country and their own citizens. Is Pompeo's definition of greatness directed at the U.S. government's use of the U.S. military to invade, occupy, and or extract resources from countries all over the world? Is that greatness, Mr. Pompeo? The U.S. military is also the greatest single-source polluter in the entire world. Not opinion. It's undisputed statistical fact, leaving behind broken countries with often forever polluted landscapes, like the depleted uranium ammunition the U.S. military used all over the Middle East and the Balkans. What's the radioactive half-life of this DU munition? Four and a half billion years. It's a forever contamination that keeps on giving. Have you seen the Iraqi birth defects? Look it up if you can stomach it. It is beyond shocking occurring every day there. Iraqi women now no longer ask if it's a boy or a girl. They ask if it's not deformed. There's much more, like Vietnam and Agent Orange. I could go on and on, but I won't. Here's the bottom line. Real patriotism starts with the unspun truth, which far too few are yet willing to face. U.S. military intervention in other countries is not about freedom and democracy. It's about empire and the procurement of resources to continue sustaining the so-called American dream. Look to the skies. Investigate the climate intervention operations, for example, and the cataclysms they are fueling, including contaminating every breath we take, crushing our food production with drought and deluge scenarios. And yes, climate engineering is core. Satellite images prove it. And to those that insist on believing it's some foreign country waging weather warfare on the U.S. without U.S. military knowledge, that notion doesn't even deserve an answer. doesn't deserve to be addressed in any way, shape, or form. It's utterly preposterous. U.S. military is the backbone of those operations being carried out over our own nation, over our own population. And for the record, yes, all other military machines from other nations are as bad or worse, but on a much smaller scale. U.S. military bigger than the next 10 militaries combined. I detest such truths. I wish to my core they were not so. But the truth is the truth. And I intend to make it known to the best of my ability, however unpopular it may be to do so. Many more frontline breaking reports in a moment. Reports that cover the converging catastrophes that are rapidly closing in on all of us. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and in doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It's our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigginton. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 308. That's 308 weeks in a row without fail. July 3rd, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now in Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, and Columbus, Ohio. 
Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our single page color glossy flyers and our 20 page color booklets make it exponentially easier to wake those around you. A picture is worth a thousand words, as the saying goes. And this pictures of satellite imagery, the illegal federal gag orders on National Weather Service employees, much, much more. And again, we're only trying to get these materials in circulation. We send them out often for less than our cost of producing and mailing. We simply want to get them in circulation. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for the documentary directly through email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary on social media platforms. Bouncing back to the circus of insanity that we're all drowning in by the day, is it reasonable to believe that Biden is actually in charge of anything that matters? The same with Trump when he was in office, or Obama, or Bush, or Clinton, on and on. In one of Biden's briefings last week, he looked like he could barely hold himself up, like he barely had the energy to remain standing. He could hardly articulate a coherent sentence. How long can that continue? Again, we should all ask, who is actually pulling the strings? The occupants of the White House are but controller puppets, nothing more. Democrats this, Republicans that, all of it is scripted and orchestrated, divide, distract, and conquer theater. The mainstream media political pundit talking heads on both sides of the political fence are tasked with fomenting, feeding, and fueling the societal division. All the while, the planet's life support systems, the environment, the ability to produce food is collapsing. Aquatic life and fisheries are collapsing. Societies all over the world will follow. There's no other potential short of some outside intervention from some as-of-yet-unknown source. Biosphere collapse always has been and always will be the foundational factor in regard to the survival or not of the human race. The CV-19 scenario is a controller response. Again, Canada broke its temperature record for the third straight day on Tuesday with a temperature of 49.5 degrees C. That's over 121 degrees Fahrenheit. That's in British Columbia, Canada. Please let that sink in. The heat over western parts of Canada and the U.S. has been caused, we are told, by a, quote, dome of static high-pressure hot air stretching from California to the Arctic territories. British Columbia Premier John Horgan said the hottest week the province had ever experienced had led to, quote, disastrous consequences for families and communities, end quote. Last week, I had a conversation with the former premier of British Columbia, Bill Vandersom. Bill's a personal friend. He's an ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering. Bill confirmed that the unimaginably hot conditions were waking many up to the fact that something is horribly wrong. To put the 121.5 degree temperature in British Columbia in perspective, the all-time record-smashing heat was over 50 degrees above normal. And for the record, so-called normal temperatures have already been falsified to the upside by all so-called official reporting agencies. It's much hotter overall 
than they are disclosing to us. Consider if a location like Redding, California was over 50 degrees above normal in late June. We would be at about 150 degree temperatures. Think about that. The global controllers have long since committed planet Earth and the human race and the entire web of life to a multitude of experiments from which there is no return, not in any time frame that matters. The ongoing climate intervention operations, i.e. the atmospheric spraying of highly toxic elements and the manipulation of these elements with radio frequency microwave transmissions are core to the entire equation. Why isn't the media informing us of the existential threats that are closing in from every direction because corporate media is made up of cowards and criminals that are all too willing to carry out the bidding of their propaganda pushing paymasters. Their job is to distract and divide populations with scripted political idiocy until the moment of impact. Biosphere collapse is still outpacing the power structure plans. They will thus likely play ever more desperate cards in the coming weeks and months. Time is not on our side. When will the global controllers pull the plug on power grids and communications, leaving populations completely in the dark from every perspective and in every way? The controllers continue to carry out their divide and conquer strategies. Populations within an individual country against each other and nation populations against each other. That's the game. It always has been. Global powers are absolutely colluding and cooperating on the core threats we collectively face, the CB-19 scenario and the climate intervention operations. Those are both foundational with the global collusion and cooperation. More on weather warfare in a moment. But first, consider the mask-wearing paradox. First, wearing a mask was pushed as a badge of social responsibility and conformity. But now that the vaccinated have been told that they can remove their masks, the unvaccinated stand out to the vaccinated. Now, mask wearing is seen by many as a sign that the individual wearing it hasn't been vaccinated. And thus, the vaccinated are told that they are a danger, the unvaccinated, to the herd. How artfully the controllers alter the paradigm. Now, for many, wearing a mask is a sign of social betrayal to those that have been vaccinated. Many or most of the vaccinated are seemingly oblivious to the fact that the so-called breakthrough cases of CV-19 are escalating alarmingly. Again, a breakthrough case for those that don't know is when a vaccinated individual comes down with CV-19 anyway. So much we're not being told. And again, I ask this question, who is actually a threat to who in this equation? You decide, but hopefully after actually investigating And on a final note, the new and improved Delta variant will again alter the mask equation back to what it started with. Again, wearing a mask and social distancing will be the reinstated protocol as the new and improved variants continued to pop up. More headlines. FDA adds warning about myocarditis, pericarditis, heart inflammation to Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. I mentioned this earlier, but I want to bring it up again. It is of paramount importance. The news comes as a majority of Americans have already been vaccinated. A bit of a late warning, 
wouldn't you say? The FDA has officially called for changes to the patient and provider fact sheets for the Moderna and Pfizer jabs to include a warning of an increased risk of heart inflammation. The FDA is announcing revisions to the patient and provider fact sheets for the Moderna and Pfizer biotech COVID-19 vaccines regarding the suggested increased risks of myocarditis, that's inflammation of the heart muscle, and pericarditis, that's inflammation of the tissue surrounding the heart muscle, following vaccinations. Again, this question, who is running the circus in the U.S.? Who's actually directing the criminal cabal that masquerades as the elected government of the United States of America? All roads lead back to the money printers. Does the global banking cartel have your best interest in mind? Do they actually care about your health and welfare? That's an easy question to answer if one is looking through a clear lens. Consider the title of this recently published science study stating this, the safety of COVID-19 vaccinations. We should rethink the policy. That's exactly what the science report states. Their words, not mine. From the report states background, COVID-19 vaccines have expedited reviews without sufficient safety data. Conclusions from the science report, they state this, for three deaths prevented by vaccination, we have to accept Two, inflicted by vaccination. This lack of clear benefit should cause governments to rethink their vaccination policy. And that's only that many statistical deaths to date. The clock is still ticking. That end of the equation is still evolving rapidly in the coming weeks and months. How large will that percentage of vaccine-related mortality climb? We can't know yet. Only time will tell. Moving on from Forbes.com, CDC statistics state 4,115 fully vaccinated individuals have been hospitalized or died with breakthrough COVID-19 infections. The report states fully vaccinated does not mean perfectly protected against COVID-19. That's in the words of Forbes.com. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, there have already been 4,115 reported cases of fully vaccinated people being hospitalized or dying with COVID-19 coronavirus breakthrough infections. The 4,115 number does not represent all breakthrough infections that have happened. They are just reported cases where hospitalizations or deaths happen to occur. And that's, again, only even in that case where the physician actually reported it. In April, the CDC stopped keeping track of all reported breakthrough infections, choosing instead to focus going forward on just those in which hospitalizations or deaths were involved because that makes it look a little less frightening, doesn't it? That's their goal. And on that note, Forbes states this, therefore the 4,115 figure is only What's been obvious and getting attention, the actual total number of breakthrough infections is likely far higher still. It isn't clear how high. Again, this reminder from what I covered earlier in this broadcast. In addition to the breakthrough cases, the most recent VAERS data, that's the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System that was released in late June, June 18th, showed the total number of 387,000 plus, 387,087 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccinations, including 6,113 deaths and 31,240 serious injuries. Again, between December 14th, 2020 and June 18th, 2021, over 387,000 reports of adverse events. And that likely, again, a fraction of the actual total. 
from thehill.com and other sources. How desperate are those in power to make sure people continue to roll up their sleeve? California McDonald's franchises offering free vaccines, i.e. food for getting shots. McDonald's locations in California are offering coronavirus vaccines and a free item on the menu for anyone who takes them up on getting the injection. California McDonald's franchises teamed up with the state's Department of Public Health to make arrangements for shots to be done at restaurant locations, CBS Sacramento reported. Those who get their shot at McDonald's locations again will receive a free item from the menu. Many states and companies have been trying to find incentives for residents to get the coronavirus vaccine as vaccination rates drop across the country. The state is giving away millions of dollars to do things to get people to get shots into their arms, and we're doing our little part. That's from a McDonald's owner, by the way, who stated that. Yes, it's truly a circus of insanity. Joints for jabs, beer for jabs, Big Macs for jabs. And almost none ever even bothering to do the slightest investigation of exactly what it is that's being injected into them. Does that make any sense at all? Again, I think of my farmer friend in Illinois, Glenn, who stated to me he would never inject a single one of his cows without knowing exactly what's going into that cow. And Glenn was perplexed, justifiably so, at his friends he thought were intelligent that were lining up and rolling up their sleeves without the slightest investigation of exactly what was being injected into them. Let's branch out to more recent events of insanity. This headline from last week, a follow-up on the condo collapse in Florida. Here's the headline. It's as if a bomb went off in Surfside near Miami Beach, Florida. This is from the report. A South Florida-based home insurance inspector who asked not to be named said, quote, the building is reinforced concrete and should not have collapsed the way it did. This inspector further stated, as someone who has been in this business for many years, it defies logic. She further stated, it defies everything that we know. Let me repeat the inspector's last statement. It defies everything that we know. That this building would just simply collapse. Whatever deterioration was there, it would collapse into a pile of rubble. And anyone who looked at that film would certainly compare it to what a demolition film looks like. I'm simply saying it looks exactly the same. It looks incredibly similar to Building 7 collapse, World Trade Tower 7, the third building that collapsed on 9-11 that most people don't even know collapsed because those in power don't want you to know, and they've used media to help hide that. The third high-rise that collapsed on 9-11 in seven seconds in its own footprint never got hit by anything. We're told that just collapsed because there was some furniture burning in the first floor. Does that make any sense? Should we sprint for the exits if someone lights up a cigarette in a high-rise? Because it might collapse. I know a little bit about building construction because I've been in that industry. And I want to pass on these points of facts to consider as well. When buildings deteriorate, even very shoddily built buildings, let's look at a headline that talks about what's happening in the Arctic, and it's related to what just happened in Florida. From multiple sources, the looming Arctic collapse, more than 40% of North Russian buildings are starting to crumble. From that report, the development is of growing concern in Moscow. The country's Minister of Natural Resources confirms that more than 40% of all buildings 
in the north, in Russia, are now experiencing deformation in their building structure. This is because the permafrost frost is melting underneath these structures, and they are very old and shoddily built structures. Are they collapsing into piles of rubble? No. No, they're not. Sometimes the whole building tips over or falls over, but they don't just spontaneously collapse into a pile of rubble. Let's go back to 2016, another report on the same theme from multiple sources. Quote, slow motion wrecks, how thawing permafrost is destroying Arctic cities. For many years, very old and poorly built buildings across the Russian Arctic have been radically subsiding, massive structural cracks and corrosion, but not collapsing with few exceptions that were grossly deformed and tilting first. Why did this Florida condo spontaneously collapse? And now they're going to take down the adjacent building because perhaps a solid investigation might make clear that that building has structural integrity still. And that might cause more to question what happened to the other buildings. And let's remember the wreckage in 9-11 that was picked up and shipped out to China to be melted down as fast as they possibly could. Any structural failure of that magnitude, normally, in all past events, there's never been a structural failure like that, by the way, for the record, there's never been a steel structure high-rise collapse until 9-11, ever, no matter how long the the building's burnt. Buildings that burnt clear down to the steel frame did not collapse. But on that day, three buildings collapsed, one that never got hit by anything. And yet they did not do any investigation of the wreckage, did not try to reassemble, did not try to figure out exactly what happened. They packed it up and shipped it out as fast as they possibly could, exposing all the emergency workers to unbelievable toxins, many of which are now dead and dying, because they wanted to get rid of that evidence as fast as they could. How many Americans even care? How many flag-waving 4th of July so-called patriot Americans even care about what really happened on 9-11 or what really happened in Florida? I'm not saying I know what really happened in Florida, But the official narrative is unbelievably implausible at minimum. And oh, how much material that gave mainstream media to use whenever they wanted to, whenever they needed to, whenever they didn't want to cover things like unfolding biosphere collapse or the flailing CV-19 vaccination effort as people are beginning to wake up and beginning to investigate. And I hope that trend continues. Investigation about unfolding biosphere collapse and what's being hidden from us. Climate engineering operations are the single most devastating, environmentally destructive human activity of all. The greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm. But of course, acknowledging the climate engineering reality is not allowed. To question the insanity in our skies is for many in the same category of questioning vaccine safety or the true origin of CV-19, or the agendas of those that appear to be up to their necks in that scenario for many years. Not socially acceptable. Not by those who want to remain in the delusion. Who want to see only what they choose to see. To look through a colored lens. Let's flash back to headlines from 1950 in regard to what's going on in our skies. Geoengineeringwatch.org owns two excellent condition original copies of Collier's magazine from May of 1954. The title on the cover of this magazine from the 50s is Weather Made to Order, Man's Progress in Weather Control from 
1954. Again, climate engineering operations were first deployed at scale immediately after World War II. How many Americans have any inkling of this? How many Americans believe that a single-engine, small Cessna plane with a few flares on the wings can modify the weather, but don't believe that a military tanker like a KC-135 that can carry 100 tons of toxic nanoparticulates to spray into cloud moisture won't modify the weather, or they believe that our government would never do this without asking our permission. Did they ask our permission to detonate over 2,000 nuclear weapons all over the globe, not just our government, but other governments around the globe, all colluding and cooperating on that, all hiding it from their own population, even if it's an adversarial nation in many cases, all covering each other in many cases because they all wanted to detonate their latest creation, global cooperation between nations on climate engineering and CV-19 is absolutely real and inarguable. GeoengineWatch.org also owns multiple original copies of a 1958 edition of Popular Science Magazine. And here's the Popular Science Magazine title, Weather as a Weapon, from 1958. This kind of straightforward reporting on the issue of global climate modification, i.e. geoengineering, solar radiation management, has long since been shut down in mainstream publications. Though global weather modification and weather warfare has been going on in plain sight and at a significant scale for over 75 years, the official narrative now is that programs of such magnitude are only, quote, proposals. And this false narrative is propagated by all those in corporate media and academia, all their circles that are paid to deny the ongoing blatant Obvious atrocities occurring in skies all over the globe. The so-called experts are too invested in the denial of climate engineering to turn back, so they just keep doubling down on the lie that it doesn't exist, that you're not actually seeing what you're seeing, that it's just, quote, condensation. How many times have you seen someone's breath condense if they're in Antarctica in some documentary? Do they have a cloud hanging over their head? Do they walk a mile and have a cloud lingering over their head the entire way? That's not what condensation does. And we have up-close film footage of these aircraft with nozzles visible turning on and off. End of, end of argument. We have tested the materials coming out of these aircraft and found climate engineering elements. Again, view the documentary The Dimming. There's this statement made in 1962 by former U.S. President Lyndon Baines Johnson. Quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. And consider this more complete statement. He who controls the weather controls the food supply, thus controls the world. Weather warfare, the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex. Again, as I've stated so many times, the weapon by which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever having any idea that they are under assault. On that note, this headline from last week from weatherunderground.com. Virtually the entire West could be in drought this summer. That's NOAA's latest outlook. Keep in mind, no employees, illegal federal gag order on them. Who does NOAA's weather modeling, i.e. the scheduled weather? Raytheon, private defense contractor Raytheon that's neck deep in climate engineering operations. The fox is literally running the hen house from top to bottom, getting us the scheduled weather, or should I say the scheduled weather warfare. The report states an already expansive drought may engulf virtually the entire western United States this summer, according to a recently released outlook. Again, it's, it's not a prediction. It's the scheduled weather. Let's look locally here in California, in my neck of the woods. Mount Shasta and Mount Lassen are completely devoid of snow. They were completely devoid of snow at the end of May. And this summer, it's just getting started. That was the beginning of summer. And in years past, snow lasted on these mountains all year long, every year. It's gone. 
and summer is just beginning. And the intensity of the sunlight with the UV radiation that's bombarding us because the ozone layer is disintegrating because climate engineering is the single biggest factor destroying it. The lack of ozone layer is an existential threat by itself. The UV radiation is an existential threat by itself. From LiveScience.com, half the country is facing an apocalyptic summer. Report states it's dry, it's hot, and the fires are coming again. That's what's scheduled. It's already happening. And as I stated earlier, search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Search specifically this title. can be hard to find on Google because Google's doing their best to hide our data. But search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Incredibly important report to view and to connect with how the fires fit into the climate engineering agenda. More headlines on planetary meltdown. This from last week. Ground temperatures reached an astounding 145 degrees in the Pacific Northwest. The air temperature during the region's record heat wave was bad enough. Again, 121.5 degrees Fahrenheit. The ground temperatures are worse still. 145 degrees. That's indicative of the disintegrating ozone layer and the radiant heat that heats surfaces. Very easy to feel. The surface of your car, the interior of your car. Massive UV radiation. Next, again, I've been over the fact on the high-pressure dome that's doing all the heating that the FAA issued flight warnings to stay away from the HARP facility for commercial aircraft and other aircraft because of their electromagnetic radiation that's being emitted from that facility right now. How easy are these dots to connect? How many are willing to connect them? From truthout.org, an environmental news source that continues to tell only a part of the truth, this Northwest heat wave is a symptom of terrifying runaway climate feedback loops. They state the historic temperature spike is being caused by a heat dome. That's true. Above the affected regions, meteorologists say, is a confluence of events so rare, they only come together every thousand years or so. No mention of climate engineering, nor will they. And I've communicated to some from Truthout who said they would address climate engineering, but they never have. And about the moisture that's being rotated around the West, around the clockwise rotating high-pressure heat dome, where's that going? Exactly as I stated earlier. Further east, from AccuWeather.com last week, as Northwest endures brutal heat, chilly conditions grip the Rockies. As the Northwest was enduring blistering heat and historic heat wave, the Rockies and Plains are experiencing record-rivaling low temperatures and in some places, even snow. A forecast of heavy snowfall Saturday night put the start of an auto race at Pikes Peak, Colorado in question, according to the Associated Press. Question, how is all of this not weather warfare? Robbing moisture from one region and causing deluge in another? This is not some foreign entity carrying this out. This is all spearheaded and centrally controlled by the U.S. DOD. It cannot be otherwise. They couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the U.S. population, including our U.S. military brothers and sisters. So again, happy 4th of July. Time to wave our flags in a conspicuous display of blind, unquestioning patriotism. Or is it something else altogether? Here's an excerpt from Mark Twain's essay as regards patriotism. Twain states, It is agreed in this country that if a man can arrange his religion so that it perfectly satisfies his conscience, it is not incumbent upon him to care whether the arrangement is satisfactory to anyone else or not. Patriotism is merely a religion, Twain states, a love of country, a worship of country, a devotion to the country's flag and honor and welfare, or so we're told. In absolute monarchies, patriotism is furnished from the throne. 
cut and dried to the subject, to the population. In England and America, it is furnished cut and dried to the citizen by the politician and the newspaper. The newspaper and the politician manufactured patriot often gags in private over his dose, but he takes it and he keeps it on his stomach the best he can. Blessed are the meek. Sometimes in the beginning of an insane, shabby political upheaval, he, the program patriot, is strongly moved to revolt, but he doesn't do it. He knows better. He knows his maker would find out. The maker of his patriotism, the windy and incoherent sub-editor of his village newspaper, who would expose him in print and call him a traitor. And how dreadful that would be, says Twain. It makes him, i.e. the program patriot, tuck his tail between his legs and shiver. Twain continues, A man can seldom, very, very seldom, fight a winning fight against his training. The odds are too heavy against it. For many a year, perhaps always, the training of the two nations, Twain was referring to the U.S. and the U.K., had been dead against independence in political thought, which is persistently inhospitable toward true patriotism, the kind that is manufactured in a man's own premises, an honest patriotism reasoned out in the man's own head and fire essayed and tested and proved by his own conscience. The resulting patriotism is a shop-worn product procured at second hand. The so-called patriot didn't know just how or when or where he got his opinions. Neither did he care so long as he was with what seemed the majority, which was the main thing, the safe thing, the comfortable thing. Does the reader believe he knows three men who have actual reasons for their pattern of patriotism and can furnish them? Let him not examine unless he wants to be disappointed. He will be likely to find that his chosen examples of patriotism got their patriotism at the public trough and had no hand in its preparation themselves. Twain continues, there is nothing that training cannot do. Nothing is above its reach or below it. It can turn bad morals to good, good morals to bad. It can destroy principles. It can even recreate them. It can debase angels to men and lift men to angelship. And it can do any one of these miracles in a year or even six months. Twain then states, men can be trained to manufacture their own patriotism. They can be trained to labor it out in their own heads and hearts and in the privacy and independence of their own premises. It can train them to stop taking it by command. On this 4th of July, the country, indeed the world, is free-falling into collapse and chaos from countless directions, all of it being further fueled by complex criminal organizations masquerading as governments, including our own. Yet, how many continue to blindly wave their flags? How many are still clinging to the program delusion that if they can just get their chosen candidate elected, everything will magically work itself out for the better? Question, what will it take How apocalyptic do conditions have to become before such delusions are shattered? The walls are closing in by the day. We're almost out of time. All of us. If there's any chance of bonus time, it will start with exposing and halting the ongoing climate intervention assault against virtually all of the planet's remaining life support systems. The planet must be freed from the climate engineering insanity and allowed to respond to the damage done on its own, or we have no chance. The only way forward in this fight is to reach a critical mass of awareness, starting with our U.S. military brothers and sisters. We have no chance without their help. If they can be awakened to exactly what they're participating in, weather warfare programs that are pushing the entire planet to near-term omnicide. If our U.S. military brothers and sisters band together and stand down by refusing to participate in the ongoing geoengineering onslaught against their own countrymen, we would have a chance. All are needed in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. Share credible data from a credible source. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. 
Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.